For over 25 years, people have come to me and said, I should be ranking better in Google. My website should be better. But how did you really come to that conclusion? And I think it's time that we really outline a snackable chunk of information that's going to allow you to size yourself up properly. Looking for ideas and tactical news on how to grow and market your business online? It's the perfect afternoon morning show. So grab a coffee or your pen and paper, keep driving to work, hey, eyes on the road now, and prepare to be inspired. Oh, the age-old, age-old. And you know, it's going to start with, which I think radiates for everybody, is like being overwhelmed. What do I do? Where do I start? And how long is all this going to take? And who's going to do it? Who's going to gather all this information? Who's going to put it out there and make it so pretty and do all these things? Well, you know, when you drive around your neighborhood, you definitely know the neighbors that have really, really pretty lawns, really green, wonderful looking lawns, if that's the part of the country you're in. Um, But they're kind of in it to win it. And obviously, they're spending time and investing money and they have a plan of how they're handling things. And I'm sure they come up against challenges and um, mistakes and things pop up that uh, throw them off their game. Um, but I think we, we all long to want to be those things, but then we realize it is work. Things need to happen. And, uh, just like that metaphor, or a bunch other that I can come up with, it's all relative. So today I want to talk a little bit about sizing yourself up and really getting a grasp and getting a pen to paper or fingers to keyboard to write yourself a list. So you really get a good understanding of the condition of your business health online and have some realisms of like what others are doing and get a good idea also of what they're investing. And that might be in money and time, um, an actual hard work that's getting some of the results you wish you had. And so I always like to start off in, 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 in kind of getting a site condition, um, looking at your website overall, And everybody can, any business owner or any CMO or any C-levels, you can look at your web properties and understand, like, does this represent who we are or who I think we are? If you have your own brand guidelines set up and you actually have a marketing overview, you have a good idea that it's matching uh, all the touch points it should. So images have been taken or selected. Graphics are done. There are calls to action. There are small statements of products. Everything's in tone or it's not. And it doesn't feel that way. And that's something you got to think about is, is this how I want to be perceived? And if it is the way I want to be perceived, is that radiating with other people? Do they perceive it the same way? Um, I've been accused many times of speaking in metaphors and analogies, and sometimes they're not always that good. A lot of times I like to think more than often, more than not often, uh, I, I deliver on those pretty well, but is it radiating? Is the message coming through? And can you make it sim- simplified? Uh, you need to keep in mind synonymous types of terms and regional terms. Uh, I always use the fact of like up here, somebody would say, hey, I want a Coke. Um, but then down south or in southern parts, they would say a soda. Soda can mean a Pepsi or a Coke or just some type of bubbly sweet drink. And so they're all meaning the same things, but it may not radiate with the right audience specifically that way. But let's get back to site condition and let's talk about, 
is your site loading fast? Is it moving fast enough? And um, there's a number of tools that are out there that will help to gauge those things for you. Lighthouse by Google does that. And they throw out a lot of good data. And, of course, it's coming from Google. So they're benchmarking it against their criteria, which is going to give you some good insight on what you can change and what you can fix. But another good one that's free is GT Metrics. And that allows you to run through the site. And it, it gives you a regular grade, you know, A, B, C, D, E, uh, essentially. And it actually lists out specifics that will make more sense to probably developer that technology-wise, what's not allowing your site to perform up to a criteria or standard that's very similar to Lighthouse. Secondly is mobile friendliness. Um, if your site is not mobile friendly, if it's not styled and designed so that it does work not only for desktop but for mobile devices and tablet devices, you gotta you got to get with it. You need to move forward, and that's probably one of the biggest things you need to do right away. Now, when you design a site, uh, typically, historically, we always design for desktop and then afterwards. But now we need to talk about analytics. Do you have analytics installed and running? GA4 is what you'd be running, if not some other third-party type of a tool that you're paying for that's giving you insights that you want. Uh, but if that doesn't make sense to you, then it's going to be Google Analytics because it's free. And have you been looking at it and actually seeing the types of devices that are viewing your site and what types of software they're using or browsers that they're using that are typical. And if you go back over historics, uh, it's going to tell you a story that may surprise you. And you want to make sure that that gears you when you do a rebuild or a redesign or modifications that you take in consideration the types of viewers or the audience that's actually going to be looking at your website. If it's highly mobile, then you want to make sure what's loading and how it's being scrolled with a thumb on a vertical display is uh, 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 has continuity to the experience you want someone to go through to get to the information and do the actions uh, that you intend them to do or that you think they're going to want to do. And if it's not set up that way, then that's got to be kind of big on your uh, list of to-dos. And again, this starts to become overwhelming because where do I start in doing so? But let's go a little bit further into this entire audit. Uh, let's look a little bit at competition. We all know who our competition is, and we all have assumptions uh, how they're doing, unless you have direct access to their books. Um, there could be public information, or it's just uh, localized or industry information, or there's the word on the street and the chatter that goes on you have a good idea of the type of business that they're doing. And then you also can probably see, and you've done rogue, simple searches in Google. Maybe you're actually tracking them. But it's important to know where you size up. So you need to set a criteria, like a house. How many doors does it have? How many windows? Does it have a garage? How many cars does that fit? Is there house access inside the garage? Is it a ranch? Is it a duplex? Is it a bi-level? Is it a colonial? Is there a walkout basement? You know, all these different aspects, you need to determine what is the perfect type of a home that is best for your audience, uh, essentially, or that fits the needs. And what does your competition have? And where are you lacking? So write those columns down on that pad of paper and go ahead and check box off where you size up in, in regards with them. And it also, I would put some sentiment. That might be between you specifically or your team at your office. Uh, is this important to us? How important is this? It's uh, Here's one of my metaphors. It's good that we have luggage, but do we need Tumi or do we need Louis Vuitton luggage? I mean, do we need that right now or do we just need luggage to get by for the time being? 
So what's going to get you along your journey and get you to your destination? That's super important. Now you need to look at keywords. Where should you be found? What keywords that when you type into Google or Bing, you automatically show up? And by all means, you, you probably feel that you should show up at the top, but you want to know why you don't. So this can go back to some of the aspects with site uh, experience and the condition of your site. Um, but do you have relevancy with the hierarchy that your site is built in? And this is going to be from uh, title tags and meta descriptions. And that's all you're going to see when you do a Google search is you're going to see a list of sites coming back to you. Either they're going to be paid ads or they're organic. And the listings there is a simply a title tag in blue and then under it, we get about 155 characters, give or take, and maybe some supplemental links that Google pulls out for important pages of their site. Um, but those are your meta descriptions. So if you think about a book and there is going to be the title of the book and then you go to the table of contents, those are going to be chapters and there could be sub chapters inside of those as well. And then maybe even child chapters inside of those sub chapters. That structure is going to be the same type that you would want to have for your website and that way, Google can see all those things. And what do you know? Humans could probably see all of those too and follow along. So if we have about us, and then we have another parent category that is about our products or our services. And then if there's subservices, those are going to be children. And then let's say you do landscaping, but then you do residential and commercial. Now you have grandkids of the children. Um, what does that hierarchy look like? And is it all named uh, accordingly? And then do you have relevant keywords for people that come to you that are looking for landscaping, but they're looking for residential landscaping uh, that is going to be large acreage? So now you get into a more really refined search term. We like to call those long tail keyword phrases or long tail searches. People really know what they're looking for. There's probably not going to be volume of those people. Let's hope that there is. Uh, but if your site is optimized, that page is optimized specifically, that volume you're going to have, you're going to attract the right customers and you're probably going to have a larger opportunity to, to convert them over into your calls to action, which is going to be your clickable form or a click to call. However, they're going to get a hold of you, but you're going to get your lead or your conversion. And that's essentially what you do want. Um, so it's, it's really important to look at the keyword phrases that you think you should be showing up for. And are your competitors showing up for those? And I think once you start to write down a handful of those and start to do multiple different types of searches, you're going to start to see some variances and you're going to start to see some similarities. It's going to start to, to outline a very clear picture for you and tell you a story of who's investing into doing this research, who's investing into making copy, content, pages relevant on the website to show up for those terms. And there's probably a reason that they're doing it. Now, again, looking at your competitors, the ones that are really, really doing it and what they're doing and what they're deciding, you need to take note of. Because if you're saying, I should be showing up for holiday decorations, but your competitor shows up specifically for Halloween decorations and then Christmas decorations and then fall decorations, and then spring decorations, but not necessarily just holiday as a blanket, if, if, if I said that all correctly. Um, they probably learned that getting more specific helped bring more relations, relationships, and relations of the content to the keyword phrase for the, the user intent 
that that has better conversions rather than doing a blanket of being Walmart where you can go and get, you know, uh, you can get a container of oil for your car, a bag of limes, bread, and a cute little onesie for your nephew's new child uh, at 11 o'clock on a Friday night. They, they don't want to be that. They want to be the AutoZone, uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts, and they're going to be very specific for what they're serving. They probably have spent more money realizing what doesn't work, and so that's why they're doing things that way. You need to take note of those aspects because that's going to be really important for you. And then finally, looking at overall, we talked about analytics. Look at the traffic. Look at traffic historically, not only devices that have come in, but are they coming in from organic search? Are they coming in from external sites and referrals? And how are you starting to see ups and downs? Is there patterns that you're seeing? And do comparisons. Look year over year for a month or a, a, a quarter and see what has changed and what pages they're going to within your website. And those are going to show you popularities. And then if you kind of translate that back to the types of calls and the types of inquiries you're getting or how sales are coming, oops, how sales are coming into your company, that's probably going to start to paint another pretty important picture for you. Um, it's going to start to show some value and validity into where you're setting your targets. Now, we can go deeper and deeper and deeper into this, and we normally do when we do more of an enhanced audit or an aspect of it, but really drilling out what competitors are doing, what keywords are going to matter, and competitiveness, volume, uh, cost per click if you were to be doing digital advertising on those and have to actually pay for them. Uh, what you can anticipate in investing in something like that, uh, in, in, investing in a digital ad campaign. Um, oh, man, I can just go on and on. And then once you invest in a digital ad campaign, once they come to your website, can you actually convert them over? Do you have everything that's going to be there that's going to allow them to convert over easily? And that's why sometimes it's good clicking on your competitor's ads, even though I think that's a dick move to charge them money because you don't want people to do that to you. It's worthwhile to try it. <laughs>